opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You have tuned in to the Mark Harrington Show, sponsored by Created Equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and win. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. They're all sore losers, aren't they? As we watch what happened last week here in America, the Democrats are nothing more than sore losers. Or should I call them tore losers, if you're referring to Nancy Pelosi tearing up the State of the Union speech that was given by Donald Trump. Maybe they're tore losers, not just sore losers. You're listening to your radio activist, Mark Harrington. Here on the Mark Harrington Show, you can find out more. Go to markharrington.org, or you can follow us on Facebook and other social media platforms as well, as I'm carried over the air on some Salem uh, radio stations in the state uh, of Ohio. I'm in uh, Columbus and Cleveland. I'm also in Detroit, Michigan. On those Salem stations, you can pick us up on Saturday morning. So we're going to be talking about this uh, tour losers. The the uh, week that has now passed, a week that'll live in infamy. I mean, what what a week! I mean, a lot happened. Uh, starting with the Super Bowl, or I call the Porno Bowl, really. Then we had the Iowa caucus fiasco the State of the Union, and then the acquittal of Donald Trump in the impeachment trial. It all happened in about five days, five days, a week to remember uh, in uh, in America. And what I want to talk about today, I want to take each one of these uh, issues, the Super Bowl, the Iowa caucuses, or just you could just say the ineptitude of the Democrat Party, and then the hate on the left that has been manifested here in the State of the Union and with impeachment, and just explain how that is leading to, I think, the likely re-election of Donald Trump. Uh, this is backfiring on them. So let's go through each of these one at a time. Uh, how impeachment, the State of the Union, and the hate coming from the left are helping Donald Trump. So let's start out. Reason number one. Why Donald Trump, in my view, is sailing towards re-election. Now, I don't, I don't want to jinx the guy. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I just think there's really no way, unless something happens out of the extraordinary, out of the ordinary here. I think the man's on his way to re-election. But number one, smut, smut. Number one is smut. Uh, if you were watching the Super Bowl on Sunday night hoping to watch football and you were side, you know, side hit by, uh, by the halftime show. And then you're like me. Now, when it comes around to the Super Bowl, I don't usually watch, honestly, unless I have a team that I'm interested in. And, uh, sadly I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. So <laughs> we haven't, we've never been in the Super Bowl. 
So there's really no reason for me to watch. But I, I, you know, I tend to peek in and out to see what's going on. And and then I was uh, looking through my social media and I saw this, you know, controversy about the, uh, the, the, the halftime show. And honestly, I wasn't very surprised because this has been going on now for over a decade. That for some reason, the, uh, the Super Bowl has now become, at least the halftime show, an opportunity just to shove all kinds of smut and trash down the throats of the American people. I don't understand why they keep doing it. Uh, the NFL is losing viewers, but they continue to do it. When I sit down to watch the Super Bowl or any other sporting event, I don't expect to see strippers you know, uh, uh, doing pole dancing. Uh, personally, I, I think Americans are sick and tired of this kind of thing. Now, if you're that kind of person that you need to go watch porno, uh, I don't know what to tell you. If you're a husband and you're married and you feel like you got to look at porno, you got bigger problems. Uh, but it shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. It shouldn't be forced down the throats of the American people. It shouldn't be exposing children, exploiting women. This is just the objectification of women. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people are just sick and tired of Hollywood forcing us to look at this stuff and hear this stuff, watch this stuff. And I think there's going to be a backlash. I think people are just flat out tired of it. And, you know, where are the feminists out there? The feminists that say they care about women and women's rights and the woke culture, the objectification of women, right? Sexual exploitation. Where are, them where are they speaking out against this kind of thing? Because all it was was porno on display during the halftime uh, of the Super Bowl. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, you just turn it off. Just turn it off, you know, and it won't affect you. Well, that might be good for me, myself, but what about all the other folks, millions of people that are watching, including young children and young men and women that are being subjected to this kind of filth? Shouldn't I be their brother's keeper or their sister's keeper? It's not just about me. It's about others. Sure, I can turn it off, but we as a culture ought to just say no more. We're done with it. And moms and dads need to rise up and say no more. And I, I want to applaud my good friend, Dave Dobbenmeyer, who is, he says he's going to sue the NFL and has gotten all kinds of attention in the last couple of days because he has dared to say, we are, we are laying down the gauntlet. We're saying no more. We're not going to put up with it. So number one reason why I think Donald Trump is, is being assisted by uh uh, many to uh, to reelection is smut. Number two is ineptitude. If you look at the Democrat Party, they are in chaos, and that was uh, brought home to us this week when we watched the debacle of the Iowa caucuses. Uh, here's a party that wants to run the country. Here's a party and their candidates who say they want to run health care. They want to uh, you know socialize medicine and welfare and Medicaid and Social Security. And they wanna run the government and they can't even run a caucus. They can't even get the vote out at the right time. And we wanna turn over our government to them, uh, you know, ineptitude from top to bottom. And then you look at the candidates themselves. 
Uh, very weak. I don't think I've ever seen a slate of candidates that are this week running for president. Uh, and the extremism as well. So who came out on top? Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders. There you go. <laughs> There's a duo for uh, the nomination. Either one of them are going to get destroyed by Donald Trump. Either you got a, a, a failed mayor from, uh, from, from South Bend who's a, a, a homosexual running. And by the way, I don't know if everybody even knows that, honestly, because he keeps it kind of on the down low. Uh, I'm not sure we're ready for a first man. Just saying, just saying. I don't think we're ready for a first man. And then you have a, an avowed socialist. I I predicted uh, Bernie Sanders is going to win the nomination. He was denied it last time. He got shafted, railroaded by Hillary Clinton and the DNC. They didn't going to happen this time. There's enough support out there for Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie Sanders is going to win the nomination. That tells us a lot about America, by the way, that we can... We can uh, nominate for the Democrat Party an avowed socialist. But Donald Trump's going to mop the floor with Bernie Sanders. All he has to do is keep saying the S word over and over and over again. Socialist, socialism. We're not ready to be a socialist country. He's already honing in on that, on that uh, talking point. And I don't think we're ready for a socialist president. We're not ready for a socialist government. And we're not ready for a socialist America. We're just not there. Now, we're moving in that direction pretty quickly, but I don't think it's going to happen. So number one reason why I think Donald Trump is uh, heading towards reelection is because people are sick and tired of the smut and the garbage and the trash that's being forced down their throats by Hollywood. Uh, and number two, the ineptitude of the liberal left, uh, socialism, the extremism of the of the party. And the uh, inability to to even come up with a candidate uh, that can even contend for the uh, for the White House, and then finally, last but not least, hate, hate. You know, the left just can't get over Donald Trump. They can't get over the idea that he won election, that he won in 20, 2016, and they really can't get over the idea that they haven't brought him down yet. Uh, the Russia hoax investigation didn't bring him down. All the other things they've raised up against him haven't brought him down. The, the impeachment hoax and charade, the sham, that didn't bring him down. And he was just acquitted by the Senate in the impeachment trial. So here's a guy that he's like Teflon. Uh, nothing sticks to the guy. Every time they come at him, he just rises up even stronger. And that's what's happening right now. With this State of the Union and impeachment, which happened both this week. And Donald Trump, um, despite all of the opposition, is stronger than ever. Uh, his, his, his approval rating is higher than ever, believe it or not. Uh, here's a guy that was just impeached by the U.S. House of Representatives and acquitted in the, in the Senate. And he has his highest ratings of all time, 49%. For an impeached president. What's that tell you? That tells you that none of this stuff is working. None of it's sticking to the guy. And he's actually probably stronger than ever, than ever before. And those on the left just can't handle it. They just can't. They, you know, it's called Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, it's worse than that. Uh, they hate this man. I don't think there's any doubt they hate this man. And the rancor in Washington's at an all-time high. Uh, we saw this at the State of the Union. Right. 
where so lo sore loser Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, is grinding her teeth, gnashing her teeth during the uh, the impeachment, or I'm sorry, the State of the Union. Uh, you could just tell she was seething back there, just couldn't wait to get this thing over with. And then at the end, and she tears up the speech. She's a sore loser, or, sh or should I say, like the uh, New York Daily News said, a tore loser, where she tore up the speech. Now, she says she doesn't hate Donald Trump. She doesn't hate Donald Trump. And in December, she was asked by a reporter about that. And what I'd like to do is if we could cue up that, uh, that sound and that video, I'd like to play that because I don't think anybody believes that uh, Nancy Pelosi when she says she doesn't hate Donald Trump. I don't think that anybody can come. If you watched her now, she, it was a stunt, uh, but you could tell she was not happy. She hates this man. And uh, that isn't going to help them. I mean, what she should have do, if she were smart and the rest of the Democrat Party were smart, channel all of that energy into winning elections. Channel that energy into actually finding a candidate that can contend for the White House, that can take on Donald Trump. They just won't do it. They can't get beyond the hate that's right in front of them. Uh, they're so ripped up over this, uh, like the pun, ripped up over this, that they can't get it right. So what we want to do here, let's play this clip. This is Nancy Pelosi in December when she was asked during the impeachment in the House of Representatives whether she hated Donald Trump. Go ahead and play that clip. Violation of his oath of office. And as a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. And I still pray for the president. I pray for the president all the time. So don't mess with me when it comes to words like that. <laughs> I mean, she sounds awful angry right there, I'd say. Uh, she didn't handle that question very well. First of all, she says she's a Catholic. Like that is, you know, you know, all bets are off. There's no nobody can come back with any other questions to her because if you say you're a Catholic, then you can't hate anybody. Uh, right? I guess. Or her upbringing, she said. She doesn't hate anyone, she says. She says she prays for the president. Well, that actually may be true. Uh, now, what she prays for. Uh, I guess, you know, is the real question, isn't it? My guess is Nancy Pelosi prays that Donald Trump isn't going to get reelected. She may pray even worse things for him, and I hate to go there. But uh, I would imagine those prayers aren't for his success, let's say. Uh, this is for him to, go, to, to, to be brought down. And then she said, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. You know, the Democrat Party is in total disarray and chaos right now over this impeachment thing, and it has not helped him one iota. So let's let's switch to the State of the Union, the State of the Union, which is typically a really boring speech. You know, the president gets up and kind of has this laundry list of things that he's accomplished and the things that he wants to do. And it's kind of a yawner. Uh Recently, though, however, Donald Trump has kind of made it a little more interesting. In fact, this last time, I'd have to say it's got to be the best one I've ever seen. And, you know, obviously I'm a Trump supporter, but uh, to be honest, this guy has made it theater. I mean, his speeches are theater. Uh, his rallies are theater. People come out to see him because he's funny. He's entertaining. Uh, and he's just a really interesting to listen to. And so it was with the State of the Union.
Uh, what a great speech. He hit uh, he hit on every cylinder. And then he had all these great guests that he brought up. And I don't know how they find these people, but these are wonderful stories. She He had a single mom come up with his with her daughter that was denied a scholarship by the state of Pennsylvania and Trump granted his uh, her daughter a scholarship to go to the school of her choice. He brought up a retired general who's 100 years old that served in the military for 30 years. What a powerful moment that was. And he had others. Rush Limbaugh, of course, got the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom. What a powerful moment. Of course, that sent the left into orbit that you know, Donald Trump would give him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. You know, how dare him award a conservative with that? That only goes for leftists, you know, right? really. That's kind of how it's been in the past. And then finally, he had a young single woman who gave birth to a baby that was very premature. And due to the advances in medical technology, this baby survived, this preemie baby, this child, this baby, at 21 weeks, 21 weeks. And he introduced her. And what I want to do is cue up the clip because when he did this, I knew, I said, he cannot miss the moment to segue this story of this young woman, a single woman, a single mom, and this 21-year-old child that survived uh, uh, as a premature infant. He cannot miss the opportunity to segue into the issue of abortion. And, it, and he didn't. It was a very powerful moment in this in the speech. So let, let's go ahead and play that clip. This is Donald Trump uh, at the end of this, this, you know, the introduction of this uh, young single mom and her and her premature baby, or at least was premature, and the segue into the issue of abortion. Go ahead and play that clip. That is why I'm also calling upon members of Congress here tonight to pass legislation finally banning the late term abortion of babies. There's a lot of applause. Whether we are Republican, Democrat, or Independent, surely we must all agree that every human life is a sacred gift from God. As we support America's moms and dads, I was recently proud to sign the law providing new parents in the federal workforce paid family leave, serving as a model for the rest of the country. Now, I'll leave it there because... He said, whether you're Republican, independent or Democrat, we can all believe that, that each child is sacred, a sacred gift from God. Uh, that's not true, of course. Uh, Democrats don't believe that. Uh, for the most part, at least the party clearly doesn't. This is the party of extremism on abortion, late term abortion and infanticide. And they want you to pay for it with our tax dollars. That's the party. That's the Democrats. They're extremists on, on, on abortion, on late-term abortion as well. So President Trump, once again, is calling for the ban on late-term abortion. 
And, you know, he gets the applause and I applaud the president for talking about abortion and trying to get what he can. I get it. You know, a 20 week ban, a late term abortion. But you know what? As a pro-lifer, it isn't good enough. It just didn't. And we, we can't settle for this. For years and years now, we've been talking about banning late term abortion uh, at the federal level. I, probably for 25 years, I don't know, close to it, uh, a, a federal ban on late-term abortion. And we still haven't got it done. And we have a Republican-controlled Senate almost for the last 20 years. And we've held the ha- House on and off. Uh, we just can't, we can't even get a 20-week ban. Seriously. Uh, it's time for us to hold our elected officials accountable. And not just ask for a 20-week ban. We need to ban all abortions from conception. Not just a 20-week ban, not because they have a heartbeat only, although those are all fine and moving towards ending abortion altogether. But we need to call it on our elected officials to ban all abortions from conception and call it murder, period. It's time to stop playing the games and allowing uh, candidates to get away with this, to just say enough to get our uh, our vote and to get reelected. Now, President Trump has been a, a hero, a champion on the pro-life issue. He is limited as president. He doesn't have, you know, he's not a king. Uh, he can't just write out an edict and end it today. He's one of three branches. He represents one of three branches of government, and he's done what he can through executive orders, through the bully pulpit, uh, to affect the abortion issue and to save lives. But it's simply not enough. And, you know, I'm going to be working for President Trump as an individual to get him reelected. But I can tell you this, uh, you know, a second term of President Trump, we've got to get more than just a late term abortion ban. We got to we got to ban all uh, funding for Planned Parenthood and we got to introduce laws, bans on abortion altogether. No more of this 20 week ban stuff. No more of this late term abortion stuff. I get it. Uh, it's, it's, it's what we can do, but it's simply not enough. And so there you go. Um, my, uh, summary, if you will, of the week that was what a week it was, you know, with the Super Bowl, And then we had the Iowa caucuses. Then we had the state of the union address and then the acquittal of Donald J. Trump. And I think these all are pointing to in their own ways uh, the re-election of Donald Trump. I don't want to get way ahead of this, and I don't want to count our sheep before our count count our chickens before they hatch. Count our sheep before count our chickens before they hatch. But uh, I think things are looking good for 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 Donald Trump for re-election. So I'm going to be helping him out as an individual. I hope you will as well, uh, helping Donald Trump in 2020. Uh, created equal as an organization is doing what we can to get out the vote uh, in the key battleground states. We will be sending our assets, our team, our uh, photos, our videos, our jumbotrons, everything we got, billboard trucks, into all the key battleground states, all the key battleground states. That'll be Ohio, of course, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Florida. Uh, some of these others, uh, Virginia and others, uh, for the primaries and for the general election. We'll also be sending a team to the Democrat National Convention in the fall. Uh, we'll be right 
uh, at the forefront of this battle at those conventions, both the Republican and Democrat National Convention. So, folks, I, I ask you to support our work financially, if you can. Go to createdequal.org. That's createdequal.org to find out more on how to support us financially. createdequal.org. Or you can write a check to P.O. Box 360502. That's 360502, Columbus, Ohio, 43236. If you want to give to Created Equal, the mission of going to college and high school campuses around the nation and to get out the pro-life vote in 2020. Again, createdequal.org if you want to give online, or you can write a check to Created Equal, P.O. Box 360502, Columbus, Ohio, 43236. We very much appreciate it. We need every single penny we can get. Because, uh, listen, we're never going to outfund the other side, the abortion industry and pa Planned Parenthood. They're getting $45 million. Uh, uh, they are spending $45 million in this next election. We're not going to be able to match that. But we can do a lot with our activists and with the uh, with the resources that we have. Again, createdequal.org or go to uh, and write a check to P.O. Box 360-502, Columbus, Ohio, 432 Three, six. We'd appreciate it if you would financially support us. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.